0: From worlds beyond, to right, right at the gaming table. table, these are
1: All My, my Fantasy, Fantasy Children. Hey, yep. Hey, Aaron. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Eric Sayez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building and storytelling podcast, where each week we take a listener prompt uh, sent by you and create an original fantasy character and help that character understand who they are and then further develop our world called fantasy. But first, we talk about things that are exciting us this yeah. week. Um, what, what, what's exciting you this week? What's bringing you joy? Um uh, going back to food. Because I love food. Yep. That's the best one. We got some weird chips from our local supermarket. Ooh, I love weird regional chips. What kind? What'd you get?
0: Uh, These are uh, Japanese takoyaki chips. They're Ooh. like takoyaki
1: balls, kind of like cheese balls, but with takoyaki seasoning. Whoa. Wait, wait. So cheese balls, but takoyaki? Yeah. Oh, babe. Were they good?
0: They're, you know, that's the thing. I grabbed them. and I was like, I don't know. Like I don't know <laughs> how I'm gonna feel about these. Yeah, I'm gonna eat one of them, and we're gonna like really feel about it, feel yep. it out. And God, they're
1: delicious. Really? Okay. Good. They taste good.
0: exactly like takoyaki.
1: Oh, so that good like mayonnaise barbecue, mayonnaise barbecue that kind of seafood thing.
0: flavor. Like yes. you get a little bit of that seafood flavor. It's it. They're perfect. They're exactly what I want them to be. Uh, I can only eat like four or five of them, like yep. a handful of them. Of course. Like, I can't, you know, it's not like a, like a potato chip where I can take down a bag. Like no, it is no, a, no, no, no.
1: It's not that kind of movie with those.
0: No, it is. A, it is very much like Takayaki in that you put like
1: five of them in front of me and I go, all right, we're done. See, I, I had in Tokyo the I had Yakitori Cheez-Its. Cheese. Okay. Uh, what do you call them? Not Cheetos. Yakitori Cheetos.
0: Oh, they had and- those
1: at the supermarket. I almost got them. They were very, they're like b- good barbecue sauce, but like really intensely yeah. smoky. You can eat about four before you're like, "That's enough." Forever, I'm good. And I of course bought the biggest bag imaginable. But I love Japan's taste on like taste for chips. Kind of like I just love that flavor profile for their salty snacks.
0: I'm a good. I'm a barbecue like I love anything barbecue in a chip. Yeah. Personally, is that's a that's my that's my approach to, to chips. I get jazzed up about barbecue about smoky. That smoky flavor is what I want.
1: Yes. Then, yeah, they definitely have you covered.
0: I really want to try
1: them. I think I'm going to get them next time. Please do.
0: Aaron, what's been jazzing you up lately?
1: Um, What's jazzing me up is, um, this sounds like whack, but like supporting my friends. So, uh, on Sunday, I went to Flame Con in New York, which is a um, art convention for like indie artists and stuff mm-hmm. in the queer space. And I went and bought like tons of stuff that my friends are making. Like I just kind of walked around the whole – uh it's like one big artist alley. And I walked around just buying everything from people I loved and I met new people and bought their stuff. And it was just a cool lesson for me to kind of check in with like – you know when you can physically – you know the difference between like listening to a friend's podcast and then seeing them record it? Yeah. When right, you like absolutely. see what they're like when they're doing their thing. It's such a cool feeling. We were like, you're doing it. It's it's the you're doing it, Peter, feeling. Yeah. And seeing my friends tabling and talking their wares and interacting with fans and like making transactions. I was like, this is so cool. And it was just that good feeling of, you know, it feels good to support the people you like. And it, I don't know, it it, reaffir- it gets you all motivated to keep making stuff, and it reaffirms why you like making stuff yeah, when absolutely. you see your friends excited about doing the project. So, yeah, what's kind of getting me jazzed up is, like, buying the merch of your friends. Right, you absolutely. Um, it's something I behoove everyone to do, where it's like, if you have, even if it's just, like, going and cheering people on, if you know they have a live show, or if you know they're tabling at a con that you can go to, or just going to be at a con doing something like a panel. It's always good, like, seeing those faces when you're working to be like, oh, wow, like, my friends are here. It means so much to see people, even if you're not in that space, cheering for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if you're yeah. just giving them the marge, I think this is neat. It means so much to have that. And, like, oh for it, sure, yeah, it's feeling the wind at your back, you know. Yeah, 100%. And it gets me all fired up. It gets me it gets me jazzed up. It was a really nice weekend. It was a really nice day. And um next year I encourage everybody to go to Flamecon and uh bring some bring some paper and spread it around because it it was dope. It was really cool. I love it. That yeah. makes me really happy. Yeah, it was it was fucking awesome. I'm feeling I'm feeling adequately jazzed up. Good. Something I wanted to spring on you was a a new thing that I kind of wanted to try was in between the birthday episodes that we have um, we get a lot of questions that we don't answer but once a year. So I was like, what if we answered one quick question on the air before we dove in? I'm not happy about this. <laughs> Fuck. Well, so anyway, we have a prompt this week. <laughs> no, but I, I opened it up and I was like, does anybody have any questions for us? Just like, oh, try it out. And these are questions from a junior wizard. They're coming yeah, from sure. our uh, Discord channel. Uh, you can find that on our website. At
0: bit.ly slash
1: Boom. Um. This is real quick. Asteris, Asteris, Asteris. I can't ever read the Discord names. They're so hard. Do you do something to help with the fears around making something so intimate and public? Hmm. You know, like, how do you handle, like, you know, you put a lot of yourself into the show, you put a lot of yourself into Party of One, and, like, you do a lot of work, and it's very special to you. Like, you know, how do you deal with the fear of, like, you know, sending something on the ship that, like, and out into the ether? You know, is it just you just take a breath and hit submit, you know,
0: kind of I, I I kind of, you know, inhale. It's kind of an inhale exhale. It is part of it is that, like, um, admittedly, you know, I have been doing this and we have been doing this. I mean, we're at like, what, three years now? Yeah. Yeah. And a party of one was two years before that. So like or a year and a half before that. So I've gotten in a pretty comfortable space where I know that if something is like intimate and personal, The the odds of it flying like a lead balloon are slim.
1: Yes, that's very true.
0: But I still feel that there, I definitely still have moments where I'm like, is this, is this going to find a home? Are people going to like respond to this? Like where, like, and a lot of times it kind of just has to be that like, well, it's out there. Like I can do nothing more with this. I hit send, it either does well or it doesn't. I can, I can put no more of myself into this project.
1: True. It's reaching that level for me as well as like satisfaction where like I yeah. wouldn't upload it if I wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah. If I felt like it was missing something or if I just felt like I could add a little touch to it or like, you know, if I, the, the more, um, the more I feel closely attached to it, you know, the more, something intimate, you know what I mean? That's like a part Mm -hmm. of me or a part of us that's in the episode, that kind of gives me strength. That makes me more confident in it. That means we're doing it right, what we set out to do. So it's not so much a fear as it is like, that assuades any fears that I have. Where like you check in with why you're making the thing and if it meets, meets those criteria, I'm like, fuck yeah, upload, let's go. I feel strong about this. You know, and that's what gets me in the place of like, I don't care if other people like it, I stand behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I do to kind of assuade my fears, is lean into the fact that, like, there's a lot of us that's in this. you know, we don't have to tell you, but it's have something that's also for you to enjoy from the product, you know, from the thing you're making. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. that But, yeah, anyway, that was questions from a junior wizard. And with that, let's get started. Let's do it. So we have a prompt this week. Yeah. Prompt this week came to us from our Discord prompt submission channel. Prompt is from Lieutenant, the fallen crest of the hidden city. Love it. It's a very good prompt. And I got to thinking. I had a lot of ideas that came as when I saw this in the Discord chat on August 11th. And I kind of like shelved them. Okay. I love one hidden cities. I love crests. I love things like that. So I was thinking Um, it's the hidden city. I was thinking it's a person who used to live in it. But does not anymore. And the way they get back into the hidden city is by reading a crest in a language they don't know or completing like a painting of like a crest or putting a puzzle together. And they have to acquire knowledge to get back into the hidden city. You know what I mean? Because the first image that came to me with that prompt Was honestly like, like me, I don't speak Spanish. And so there's this kind of wall there that's like, if you speak Spanish, it's like you're, you're, you're in the club, you're a part of the hidden city. And figuring out the language is like the fallen, the hidden crest that I don't have. And if I had that, I'd be able to get in. And so I was thinking of like, how to fantasy quantify that. And it's kind of the idea of I my initial image is something with ink, something where it's like if you paint the symbol on the wall uh, or speak the words or I, I have a strong image about painting an image on a wall and like the walls of the city would open something like that. What do you get from that kind of do you like that? Is that something you you want to go down the road of? Yeah, let's, let's chase after it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, so I have the idea of someone with, like, I don't know if they use a big paintbrush or a little one or if it's something like, you you know, uh, the end goal, like Tarantinoing would be they stand in front of this large gate and they have to complete a crest. You know, like whether it's their family crest or the crest of this city or something, right. they have to paint it, replicate it somehow in order to gain access to the hidden city as it is hidden to them. Right, yeah. Is that a good place to start? I think so, absolutely.
0: Feels, that feels like the right place to start for the story. Okay,
1: so, um, something I was going to ask you about is, when, like, creating a story, usually we start with, like, all right, what's this person? You know what I mean? What do you mm-hmm. think is the obstacle in this prompt? Like, what's keeping them from getting, you know, do is it someone who, the fallen crest of the hidden city? Is it someone who needs to learn a certain crest? You know, learn a skill set? Like, what's the obstacle here. To me, the obstacle is that the city is hidden. Mm, okay, I that like is—I
0: mean, that is—that is to me the thing that jumps out. Is like, well, you can't—you can't get into the city if it's if you don't know where it is.
1: Okay, because we had those in the past. We have like that rusty one from uh, a Lundra Foxfire that travels, and right. I always liked that one. So why is this one hidden? Do they not want people? Do people not want p- other people to find it? You know, we have the one that's always moving is this one just like a secretive culture you know like is it just a you know a private a private residence that's always the hard part with like yeah, like why, why is, is it, something hidden
0: why is it hidden i mean like it could be that it is like i mean lost to history it could be an atlantis or mm. uh, like a a a city a, a city like you know In the ruins somewhere. Like it could be like lost to time and therefore it is hidden in that way.
1: I like that a lot because that could mean our character might not know that it's lost to time. They just can't find it. You know, so they like their quest is to find the hidden city, you know, and gain access. And like, I don't know if it's like what their goal is yet, but if they can get into the city, they think they can have X. But they don't know that when they get there, it's kind of lost to time or something, perhaps. It is in Atlantis where it's just ruins. You know, it's showing up to the store and it's closed. Yeah. You know? I love that. Okay. So where do you want to start? Hmm. At, like, who this person is type thing? Yeah, let's start with that. Like, what, what type of person
0: to you is someone that is going out and trying to find, like, an ancient forgotten city? Hmm. We've got their obstacle. Like, what? What is? What it makes them the person to overcome this
1: obstacle? Perhaps they were born in it. Okay. But then left at an early age, and they kind of want to get back to it. Okay. Are they an adult now? So they lived a life outside of the hidden city and want to get back into it. I love that. Yep. Um. And what was their? So the talk to me about the fallen crest. What? What is kind of jumping out at you of that detail of the prompt? It's of the Hidden City, like, is it just a cre- is that how you find it? It's, like, following clues that, like, are scattered all over the world? That feels to me like a title. Uh, okay. That feels to me like, like, you are the
0: Fallen Crest, or your family is the Fallen Crest. Like, you are somehow departed from, from the Hidden City, right? Like, you are, you are not a part of it anymore? Like, that feels like a title that maybe, like, I don't know if it's a title that somebody would give you. It almost feels, like, more compelling to me if it's a
1: title that someone has given themselves. I love that. I love it. It's like, I am the fallen crest of the hidden city. What is the crest, though? Is it, like, a tattoo? Is it a, like, a design on their clothing? Is it quite possibly, like, a design on a shield or a sword or something like that? I like it as a tattoo. I think that's cool. Okay, so this person has a tattoo on their body. On where, if you could get a tattoo, where would you get it?
0: I'm gonna say I like forearm. I like forearm. Yeah. I like like the very traditional. Also like upper arm. Yeah, like, I'm a very traditional like tattoo location kind of guy.
1: So you want an anchor on your forearm one day? Yes. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and a, a banner that says "Mom" with a heart. That is correct. <laughs> um, so this tattoo' on their forearm at right, the underside, like palm up. Yeah. And what does it look like? What is the what is the what is the crest of the hidden city? Like what's the first thing that jumps out at you? I mean anchor jumps immediately <laughs> to me. Okay, so there's an anchor. What is Ooh. what you got? Ooh. I think something's okay. wrong with your microphone. I think a, a big ship just passed by your apartment.
0: <laughs> okay, can I can I throw you? So, a few things just connected. Yep. I'm sticking, you know, Anchor was a joke. Yeah. But in AMFC tradition, I now have a very serious pitch around Anchor. I love that. That ties in the idea of a fallen crest, specifically. Yes. And ties, gives an idea of, like, why this city could be hidden. Gimme. What if, and I'm going to put this the only real way, like, the, the immediate idea that jumps to me. Yeah, of course. Reverse Atlantis
1: so what they can raise it from the water
0: so by which i mean instead of going down it went up or it was oh. already up oh here's where i'm what i'm thinking yeah give me what you're seeing paint me a picture here the fallen crest of the hidden the hidden city is a floating aeronaut structure off somewhere in deep in the sky okay the lost, not to the sea, not to the sand, not to the mountains, not to the ice, but to the clouds, drifted off from, drifted off into nothingness, like, and some believe it still floats out there. We know it does, because we know the story ends with the Fallen Crest getting there. Yes. The Fallen Crest, that, if, you, if we think about it in that terms, the Fallen Crest means you move, you went to the ground. Yes. I like the idea that this was not like a, you know, separated at birth. This was not a tragedy. This was a family that simply found a place that they wanted to live and settled there. Mmm, I like that. You know, parked their planes, parked their their skyships, and just said, well, this is it. This is, this is where we are now. They found a nice, quiet, like, uninhabited place, and they settled.
1: So they broke away from essentially Barometris, like lifestyle, being, like, living in the sky. They're like, no, we want to settle on the ground. Yeah. Why is that? What was their reason? (sighs) You know, I don't mean to put it... That's a big thing. I don't mean to put pressure on you.
0: No, no, no. I'm going to go with the answer that immediately jumped out at me that was simply, like, they saw a place that felt too right to pass up. You know, think about, like, living in the sky. Like, you pass over all of these beautiful vistas and sights and scenes. Imagine seeing, like, what's a... What is... Let me throw this to you, Aaron. What okay. is a feature that, like, if you were to picture, like, your ideal space to live, not in terms of, well, maybe, I'm just going to say, in terms of, like, not, like, inside, but, like, outside, like, the outside environment, like, your ideal place to live, what is one
1: feature that you would picture there? So, I love mountain ranges. So, my, my thought for this is, um, they, of course, would have a bird's-eye view, this family of the Fallen yeah. Crest. They see the literal top of a mountain and its snowy peak. They see tons of them. But they see one that's perhaps, like, flat and, you know, there's a lake on top of it. It would be like looking down and seeing a skyscraper with a pool on the top of it. Yeah. You know, something where it's like, you know, uh, a mountain that's a little different. Maybe like a butte. Like, I'm thinking Arizona, like, you know, those those big, I forgot what they're called, like those big plateaus.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, I got and you. And
1: they see one of those, and they're like, you know, I don't know what calls to them down there. Perhaps, like, the pool of water is in the shape of an anchor, you know, and it's, is it something, is it is it mystical as well as, I think that's a great pace to live. Because hmm. I'm thinking about these tattoos. Yeah. You know, and why do they have them? Does everyone have them, or does just the fallen crest?
0: I think it's just the fallen crest Which, the more we say it, the more I like the idea that Fallen Crest is, like, an adopted family name. Mm And maybe that, maybe the the anchor tattoo literally is, like, the representation of that. Of
1: people who have anchored themselves outside of the sky. Yeah. Oh. Or Yeah,
0: it's like a thing. Well, maybe it's not even, like, like a cultural-wide thing. It's like this one family was, like, we are going to choose to to land here and, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, like, a family thing where it's, like, you know, we're anchored and... You have this family crest, which is an anchor, like the outline of a mountain, like an anchor set in front of a mountain, to reflect the fact that we are the
0: the fallen crest family. We have we have landed. We have, our crest has fallen here, and we have and we, we live here happily.
1: Okay. So is our protagonist, you know, the child of the family? You know the you know what I mean? Like, there's a family. as there are there kids? And this is a kid, or is sure. it the person who like founded the family?
0: I, I like it being a
1: kid. Yeah. So, or a young adult. This is a young adult of the Fallen Crest family. Yeah. Are they still on the mountain? Or have I they think gone so. out? Okay. I think they're still on the mountain. What do? What is the conflict here? You know what I mean? The Hidden City is in the clouds. Um, They are from—they're aeronauts. You know, they're from Barometris, essentially. You know what I mean? They're from the flotilla, but they decided to anchor on this mountain and say, Dragon. You know, sure. the region, like what's down there. And they've lived on this plateau for, you know, ages. They have a life, you know, they go out and stuff like that. Now what? You know, this kid was raised on this mountain.
0: What if the the impetus, you know, the, the call to adventure is the existence of the flying city or the hidden city? Okay, so they want to know where they came from. Well, uh, here's what I want to like maybe think about or what I want to pitch to you. The fault, like the fallen Crest family settling in the mountains and the hidden city becoming the hidden city, did not happen at the same time.
1: Oh snap! The
0: fallen Crest family, like, left Barometris, landed on this mountain. Said, "This is this is what this is what I have seen in my when I close my eyes. This is the place that I picture." And years later, you know, they live they live happily, and then years later, maybe they're in town, right? Like maybe they're off at like a farmer's market. And someone is spinning stories, right? We've said competitive storytelling is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody's just spinning a story and they offhandedly reference like the the great hidden city that fell away from Barometris and floated off into the clouds. And
1: this is the first that our family has heard of this. Okay. Can I give you a little extra seasoning on that one? Please. Spice it up. Spice it up, baby. Woo. The kid was born on the ground. Sure. So they've never been to the floating you city. Give me some,
0: you want to give me some pronouns?
1: Yes, indeedy. Uh, so five, Ant. They. Um, so they, them. They have never been to the floating city. They were born on. They were born on the ground. Sure. They know about it. You know what I mean. They've known about Barometris or oh, wherever sure. the whatever the hidden city is. The hidden city like a, a different flotilla from Barometris.
0: I think it was part of Barometris that floated away.
1: Okay. Is this the quest to kind of figure out where you came from? Do they do they hear the story of the hidden city and they're like, hidden? But my parents told me I was from Barometris. Like, you know, we're from Barometris. I grew up in the region of Dragon, but, like, you know, I don't know anything about that world. Is it something for, like, someone who's anchored to the ground and has had their whole life here? Kind of, is it the story of someone discovering where they came from?
0: I love that. And I think it's also just a part of, like... There's a very real sense of like, wait, if that's like where I where I grew up, or like where my parents grew up, and it's just gone now. Like the idea, I think there's there's a there's an element of like heroics there in terms of like this city floated off to the clouds. There have to be people there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There has to
0: be like people in danger, like or 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 even if everybody got away, like what happened to this floating flying city yeah. like it just disappeared into the ether i think what drives what drives them is a desire to find out like who they like who you know where they came from that is coupled with what with like i can't believe that this part of this world is just gone or like not i'm trying to think like the right like yeah you know it, what i mean like it's a very it's a pressing and immediate call for adventure is like this thing went
1: like disappeared yeah it's a personal responsibility thing where it's like I've never been to this place, but this is, like, where my folks are from. This is a part of me that I've never been to that, you know, people that are like me are in danger, and I have to go help them. It is a call to adventure of, like, no one else knows about, like, you know, or how to find it. This person has to figure out, like, where they came from, how to reach this, to be an aeronaut, you know? And that's that's what I think the cool part of the quest is, where it's, like, someone born on the ground— And like, you know, grows up eating barometrist food and aeronaut cuisine and, you know, doing stuff like of that culture has to be like, I have to reach the sky for the first time. Yeah. Is the anchor tattoo magic or just decorative? I think it's just decorative. I think it's just like the family crest. Okay, cool. The sky ships, those are magic. Those are indeed magic. Okay, cool. So it's the story of this person wanting to save the sky city and also like, you know, find the aeronaut within them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like reconnecting with their own culture in a weird way, because we're talking about cloud people. Yeah. And I, I dig this. Okay. Their name is Vista Fallen Crest. Fuck. That's good. Vista Fallen Crest. So, Vista, who is at a farmer's fair... Is that, that a farmer's market? And they overhear someone's- No, it's a, far, it's a farm fair. They're at you, a farm fair, and it, it is, quote, it is the farm fair. It's the farm fair. They're going through Pure Aether Guild, and there's the pumpkin growing contest. It's the whole thing. They're visiting. Yeah. And they're on vacation, and it's like a family vacation. There's
0: livestock. There's games. There's cotton candy. Like, it is- Aaron, like- can we talk about farm fairs for a hot second oh you know we like, can like a 30 second just gushing about farm fairs because i don't like I, I i realized very late in life that like not everyone has them
1: i know it it, it takes a lot to remember that like we're essentially from a weird like hill people bar <laughs> of new jersey so like farm fairs <laughs> What's your favorite thing about them? It's like oh, this gosh. weird gathering of – it started, I think, in – there's a farm fair in South Jersey that happens every year. And, like, it initially is, like, pig races and, like, pumpkin growing contests and, like, there's a clogging and yodeling contest. I think they do the chicken call and the pig call, too. But, like, stuff – yes, I'm not exaggerating. But – and there's, like, rides. like car, It's also, like, slash carnival.
0: Yeah. I, I think – I love – I mean, for me – and this is true of any, like, carnival-like environment. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, uh, I love, like, carnival games. Yeah. I love, uh, I love, I love carnival. like, I love carnivals. Me too. I'm a very big fan of carnivals. That and just seeing livestock. And I think that, like, just seeing livestock, it was always like, it was always just like, whoa, look,
1: big giant pig. That, I think, is Vista's favorite part of the farm fair. Like, okay. Vista's, like, what, 28, like an adult, you know? Yeah.
0: I would say younger than that, probably like 22.
1: Okay, let's do 22. They're on vacation with their parents. Yep. And Vista ends up at the farm fair, and Vista just darts right, you know, they reach the gates of the Periothergill farm fair, and it's like, welcome! And there's a little, like, mechanized sprout Brussels waving his arm back and forth. You know, like kind of like Bobby's big boy style. Mm-hmm. Sure. Runs through and is like, oh, my God, I have to. And they're like, all right, Vista, slow down. And they're like, I have to find, I have to find it there. And it's like the pig pen, you know, and there's these big like hog beasts, you know, bucking like horses and oinking and rolling around looking real cute. Everybody, you can pet them. You can get pellets. And it's awesome. And I think next to that is like there's somebody on a stage. And there, oh, well, that, that's when the contest would come in. Yeah, it's a storytelling contest. It is a, it is competitive storytelling. Can I say that, uh, Vista's father enters? Sure. Vist, Vista's father is a contestant. And so Vista's like sitting there like a small pig in their lap, stroking the pig's forehead. Pig is oinking and purring like a cat. Um, and Vista's dad goes and what does Vista's dad tell a story about? Vista's dad tells a story about,
0: um, about, uh, like, fighting, uh, like a cave, like a cave monster, like a, like a, kind of, like, kind of like a yeti, but, like, not quite. Maybe it's, like, a four-armed yeti type thing, like a gorillon
1: Okay, cool.
0: Uh, like, fighting it, you know, but then also, but then coming to realize that we were just both living in this space and we needed to make peace with each other. Oh. And striking that, that bond with this giant Goralon. That, like, you know, forming really a friendship and then coming to respect and even love the gorillon,
1: And everybody, no, not a soul in the audience has a dry eye after the story of the gorillon. But then cut to... I sat there. (laughs) It it was old. You know, gorillons
0: age fast. They don't live. They don't live. They don't live like like you and I. And I sat there right alongside it and looked up at me and stroked, stroked both of my cheeks with its arms on one side and... Gave me a nod, and I knew. It said, it said, thank you.
1: So I said, thank you right back. And we both nodded. <laughs> I see Vista's father with a chair turned around <laughs> the other way. And like, just, let me tell you about something. Damn. And then the crowd goes wild. Does Vista's father lose to this person who tells the story of the hidden city?
0: I mean, yeah. Headless Seven is real
1: good at telling oh, stories. fuck me running. Let's go. So this cloaked figure takes the stage because we said that we said that the
0: motherfucker just likes showing off and telling stories oh yeah flexing and telling stories and
1: just like okay just spins a hell of a yarn spins a hell of a yarn and so they get up there and they take the mic and they're like have you ever seen the city of dragon floating in the sky and everyone's like yeah we've seen it it's really high he's like go higher have you ever been to the edge of the stratosphere? And everyone's like, no! And like, there's something out there, friends. Let me tell you about the hidden city. Because I think what kind of happened was um a fraction of the flotilla of Barometris broke off and sort of floated higher out of, like, reach. Where yeah. kind of, like, the air is thinner and, like, the winds are st- – like, right before you enter space – You know, they're at, like, the edge of the, I put in quotes, atmosphere, the fantasy atmosphere, like, about to drift off into space, but not quite. So it's like, you can't just fly up and get them. It's quite difficult. Yeah. And Headless 7 is like, I've seen it. It floats above the City of Dragon, and they say that people are locked in time there, frozen in stasis to keep themselves safe, that one day they hope to reunite with the rest of their people and once again rejoin the city of Barometris. And Vista's dad is, like, floored. Because this is, like, big news, you yeah. know? So Vista's dad, what, goes back to them and is like, I just got one rocked in a storytelling contest. I need some fucking burn cream for taking that big fat L. Oh, here's here's the, the <laughs> pitch. Here's what I'm going to throw at you. Yeah, please.
0: Uh, I think Vista is like, we have to find it. <laughs> I think Vista's dad... I bare my heart and soul out here. <laughs> yes. Put my everything, put my everything into this. I I thought I thought for sure with the death scene, and then you know his 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 you know Bear Vista's other dad is like, you did yeah well you you made all that up. You know that you know that you just made a big clappy noise and the Gorillon ran off. Was, well yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. It's drama. The people love drama. Did you see a single dry eye in the house? Yeah, well, you maybe you tell a story that really happened. People get really hooked. Oh, you, oh, you think that this, you think that this, this fella saw the saw the floss off fly in city in the stratosphere. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, I I don't know what he doesn't know. I just know that you never saw a you, you you clapped once and you ran off. You didn't have a lifelong friendship. You, I, I'm getting saw. I'm getting a sausage. <laughs>
1: get some sausage and peppers and (laughs) while this argument is happening while this conversation is happening vista's eyes have not moved from like the sky because as soon as i think his headless seven was like a piece of barometris broke off because i think vista's spent uh their entire life hearing stories about home but just kind of knowing like you know and then we ended up here this is your home we like it here but it's not where we started and it's kind of just this missing chunk of like you know of Who they are that they're always been curious about. So to learn that, like, perhaps, okay, the hidden city is where Vista's parents are from. It's like a very specific, we'll call it like neighborhood region, like a group of ships that make a neighborhood that make a, you know, a a small town that broke off and floated away. That's just a little different than everybody else is. It's just like, it's not the same according to Vista's parents. You know, they're like, it's not the same. It's just different there. It's it's weird and cool and like, you know, and then the neighborhood started changing so we were like, you know, let's follow our dream finally and get a nice, you know, I've always wanted to see what the ground was like and so we went down there and then we saw that lake on the mountain and we were like, we gotta be here and then their other dad is like, why are you spinning a yarn? You know it's because you said that you could smell the sandwiches from down there, and you were like, I want to make a pit stop, and then we just like found a small house and set up shop. It was about sandwiches. Don't make it about nature. It's like, I'm trying to spin a yarn. Dang it. I just want to spin a yarn. I know, but
0: it's like I yes, I I'm just saying you, you'd spin a better yarn if you told stories that happened. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, fair. You know? Oh. Lesson. I'm getting some cotton candy.
1: <laughs> so, the reason why they go to the farm fair every year is Puritha Guild's food scene, like, Iron Hell's restaurants, but, like, food stalls and night markets, Puritha Guild is, you know, number one in all of fantasy. Yeah. And you can get things from all over the world. There are vendors from everywhere. And what brings them to Puritha Guild Farm for every year is there is an aeronaut selling sandwiches from that region. Mm -hmm. That you can only get in period of go. The only person still making those sandwiches is right there, this little corner. They know exactly like the route you have to go weaving through the stalls to find it. And so I think that's like, so it's just this part of, it's part of Vista's life where it's like, you know, they've been hearing about this city, their entire existence and how amazing it is and how, what's something mysterious about it, you think? Hmm. You know, what's something just different about it, besides having great food? Besides what their dad has told them? What's something that, like, you know, is there something magic there? that? who is Vista? You know, like, who, yeah. what kind of person are they?
0: They love animals, and they love, you know, they love
1: animals. Okay, i love and that. And I
0: think, like, I think part of it is, you know, there are animals in the sky that you, you don't see anywhere else.
1: Nogs and nasties. You know,
0: Nogs and nasties. There are, like... I'm picturing the sky in fantasy. Like, let's get into a topic that
1: we've never delved into. Yeah, please, because there's a lot of theories about it based on uh, Stratus's nogs, and nasties. But like, the aeronauts are you know dragonians know, but like aeronauts know the I sky think, like, is their domain. Sorry, go ahead.
0: The way that we think about the way that we that, that like we think about like life in the ocean is also true of life in the sky in this, like, fantasy environment. Oh, I love that. Like, there's just stuff out there that, like, you know, we will never, that, like, on the ground you'll never see. There's just, like, birds and dragons and coaddles and all kinds of things that, like, the higher you get when you get into, like, the fantasy stratosphere, when you get into fantasy low orbit, when you get into fantasy outer space, like, there's just creatures and things and animals and... Beings that you will never, that like you couldn't picture, and that like exist so high up in the clouds that like we don't have clear pictures of what they actually look like. And so there's this element of like being in flotillas and flying cities in this environment, you are making contact with these life forms that are just. Bleh mind-boggling
1: like your imagination is pretty much like the extent of the the variety of beings and creatures out there so is that kind of is it stories like that that fires up vistas because we've established that their dads are like you know they they love just talking spinning a yarn so i think they've spent their entire life being like oh do you think that tarasque is cool wait till you see like you know the great sky serpents Oh my goodness, one day, one day we'll take you up there, I guess, you know. and But but Vista knows that, like, you know, their dads are cool. They're chilling. So they're not going to be like, you know, can you take me up there sometime? I think as a kid, that was a big conversation of, like, when are we going to go home? Because there's a lot of that, like, there's a lot of that with me. When, like, you hear stories and stuff about, like, Puerto Rico and all this cool stuff. And then you're like, okay, when am I going to go? Like, when can we go? And it's like, oh, well... You know it's hard. It's it, co- it takes resources. It takes time. And like where we are is dope. I like where I live. And you're like ah, but, and you kind of have that wonderment and that like you know it's it's kind of that hunger and longing to see to see it for yourself. Yeah, you know where sure. it's like I want to set my eyes on on all the animals out there because I think they clearly work on like a they clearly live on a ranch. They clearly have animals around them, but of fantasy. And it's like this is great, but I've been spending my entire life wondering what else is out there and you know there's kind of a piece of me that's missing and i want to see you know i want to even if i don't stay there i want to see what's there and knowing that there's people in danger what is keeping them in danger what is the hidden city is it a being is it a monster is it or is it simply just relativity like being relatively too high Hmm. you know what's your first instinct there my first
0: instinct is that it's just
1: hard to get to
0: is that it just it floated Okay, can I throw you a big kind of closing resolution pitch? I'm ready, I'm ready. It's, it's a little silly, it's a little sappy, but I think, like, it feels right to me. Okay. So, they go after this, right? Like, the city is, is gone, it is in the clouds, they, they take their dad's skyship, their, their dads wave them off, and they're like, they're gonna find something magical, they're gonna have a hell of a yarn to spin, yeah, and you know what? They want to have to make it up to get there. Oh, well, you stop? <laughs> and they fly off. You know, they 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 get to Barometris. They meet up with people. Like maybe they maybe they you know they there's a period of the like there's a, like an extended period where they have to like build up like the money to get like a better skyship. They have to do jobs and work with people and spend time in Barometris, and then they leave Barometris and they go off into the clouds and they. They find the the hidden city. You know, it is a years long process, right? It's like three, yeah, four years. I Maybe mean, they're twenty eight by the time they find it. Yeah, and it is uh, continually being lifted because it has become entangled with like an air elemental.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: And they are lifting it higher and higher because this—that's just what the air elemental is doing. It's just—it's—it's it's going for more. It's going higher and higher. You know, warm air rises. But how they get it, how they free the flying city. They don't fight it, they don't they don't go to war with the air elemental. They recognize that they share in this space. They can form a friendship, a respect, a bond, and ultimately, it was Vista's dad's crappy story about a that is the key that Vista that is the key to Vista Fallen Crest being able to be like, and here and we and you know let you have to let the city go. The Aeromusle might not even realize that that they've been carrying this flying city, and it's just through, like, conversations with Vista where they've come to realize, like, oh, I didn't even realize I had picked that up. Well, yeah, I guess I'll just let it go.
1: I I, I like this a lot. I like the I, the image I have is of someone leaving Barometris in their ship. You know, it's their beat-up, rickety, hunk of junk jalopy ship that like their dads piloted like centuries ago down to fantasy and they would pierce the clouds and they're going up and up and up and finally they see this what i'm seeing is like you know like shadow of the colossus kind of like greek titans kind of image of this era elemental you know what i mean like mind-bogglingly large they fly up to its eye it's this swirling cyclone and it's kind of just pressing it upwards like atlas in a way that's just like it might just be stretching infinitely and just kind of pressing it up you know as they travel upward and them standing like you know the hatch opens and they stand at the edge of their little ship and they're like excuse me um you know i i've come this far you you need to let it go and they what they talk it out or is it just like you know spin they just become friends
0: i'm going to hit you with it a kick and be both okay in which they like talk it out and cuz i'm picturing like it's it's a thing where i think the air elemental like i said is so large that at that scale it doesn't realize that it's holding this thing of course so it it you know it's 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 talking it through it's striking up a friendship you know time to something that large is going to be like you know an afternoon conversation to something that large is going to be months a year mm. or two years you know so like uh Vista strikes up, like, a years-long friendship that is, like, that is the equivalent to me going to you and being like, Hey, you got a thing on your... uh, Oh, I got a thing. Uh, Okay, got Mm. it. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it.
1: Okay. I like it. I love it. I love it. Um, Can I give you just a quick pitch on how that happens? Yeah. So, the fallen crest of the hidden city comes up and learns i think by by reaching the hidden city that's lodged on the air elemental you know landing there exploring it and i think they get that fun feeling they get the cool you know they see the air elemental carrying it dock their ship on top of the fallen city it's empty and they get that cool feeling that you get when you get to like kind of walk through a mall all by yourself you get time like this 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 process has to do with like they get to explore the hidden city, learn about this area of barometris that their parents grew up in, and perhaps learn how to have this conversation with this air elemental. Love it. Learn that it's been a part of barometris, like part of being a an aeronaut is learning to speak to air elementals and and getting them to kind of give you what you want, getting them to push the city in a certain way, lift it up if it's too cold, push it down if it's too hot always finding that perfect balance. And by spending year years in the hidden city and learning about what it means to, like, you know, learning about what they're all, these, seeing all these places that their dad's told them about and, you know, going to the restaurant, sitting there, reading old texts, figuring out these things, they're finally prepared because, of course, they go to the f- giant at first and they're like, excuse me, is something on your... And there's, like, no response. And they f- realize that it, it takes... It takes a certain touch. They find what they were looking for and they find that piece of who they are and where they came from. You know, the city is eventually released, you know, it drifts back and it's locked into place. And they fly. Do where do they st- where do they end up, you think? Do they fly back to their parents or do they I end up in that- Barometris?
0: Uh, I think that I think the flying the hidden city just floats off. It. it I don't think the hidden city ever rejoins Bear Metris. Oh,
1: baby! I, I love that. I think the that. hidden
0: city just floats off to parts unknown and just becomes, you know, the hidden city. Like it just there. It, it it is. It is something where they're just like, well, we can't. You know, I don't know if we can. That eat time, time is done. How do you even? And how do you even find something that is always moving like that? Like true who's to say, we just have to. We have to strike up our new life now. Like this is our new life, and I think Vista. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe that's that's the note maybe that we end on. I, I think we end on maybe this question of like somewhat of like the floating city is like um it is now the floating city because it is no longer hidden. Yeah, of course the floating city. You know, uh, the people of the floating city are like so. What are you gonna do now? Are you gonna stay with us? Like, do you go home? You know, you've you've. You found what you were looking for? Like what's what's next for you? And Vista now 29, 30 has spent the better part of a decade chasing a dream. And the the fundamental question is like what do you do after you have found your dream?
1: After you found who you are, you know? Like where do you go from there?
0: Yeah, like what do you like what do you do when you have accomplished that which you have set out your entire adult life to
1: achieve? Can I give you an answer? Yeah. The only direction Vista can go that's left is up. Oh dang. You know? What else what's be what's past the stratosphere? Oh dang. <laughs> you know, there's more if there's more to see and more to learn, and I think then that's that's the answer where it's like yeah. you know, I come from here, but what else is up there? You know, I know who I am, I know where my parents came from, I know, you know, so much more about myself and I feel good about that. But what else is there? You know, you can just keep going up. You know? Love we'll it. always have look at that forearm and see, you know, the anchor and think of their parents, but but it's like sometimes you just can't stay on the ground for too long. I love it. I love that a lot. Yeah, I
0: love it. And I think that like, you know, they get uh, I I think their dads get like a postcard delivered by SkyShip that is like, you know, uh I'm going up. And they just laugh and they're like <laughs> told you they were gonna have a yarn to spin
1: (laughs) you know i used to i've been through the stratosphere before you have not yep Yep. Yep. i was 11 years old and my first time i pierced into the space oh it was beautiful i saw so many birds up there shut up you've never (laughs) been to space (laughs) is that a wrap on vista i think that's a wrap Oh, fuck.
0: I I really... I love their dads.
1: (laughs) I love their... Their dads are the the star of this tale. But I do like the fact that, like, it's just the story of someone who's like, I got it. And now, you know, I feel strongly about that. I feel good. I'm in a good place. And I'm just gonna keep going. I love it. Cool. Thank you so much, Lieutenant, for your prompt. Lieutenant used our prompt submission form in the Discord, which... Y'all, if you've never been in there, it is a treasure trove of brilliant prompts that, like, I feel bad that we can only use one at a time. But if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our show, our fancy podcast that could, there's a lot of ways you can do it.
0: There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. You can post them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Party of One at Facebook.com slash AllMyFantasyChildren. <laughs> you can email them to us at AllMyFantasyChildren at gmail.com. You can go to the Discord, bit.ly
1: slash amfcdiscord, or you can just go right to allmyfantasychildren.com. You sure can. Go there, see how fucking awesome it is, and then browse around. You know, you, there's links to the Discord, there's links to everything, all my fantasy children that you could ever want, and spam away with prompts. Speaking of bomb websites, go to Jeff's and just go, okay, so I'm going to steal this format because it's very good.
0: Uh, Party, of one, uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, we have a really good time. You can find new episodes at partyofonepodcast.com, and the one thing that you should check out on that website, if you're going to the website, is go to the Where Should I Start page. Uh, I've got a lot of tools for navigating, you know, the the, the show is primarily one-shot focused, so you can you know, browse by genre, by game system. It has a lot of tools for like narrowing things down. Like if you want to find a comedy horror game that is uh, uh, like forged in the dark, you can hit those buttons and it'll pull one up.
1: Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Like honestly, just click around, try to find a genre you like and just go to it because it's, it's so cool. Jeff worked hard on it and you should enjoy it. I did, I did work hard on it. <laughs> and I'm proud of that, damn it. Um, all my fantasy children is proud to be a part of the One shot Podcast Network. If you like cool actual plays, Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on their puerile rockin' road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deep they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Um, check it out. It's good. It's real good. Neil Scum, good. Neil Scum, good. Uh, what else we do? Verbal hug this week. I do a verbal hug. You have anything? Um, You know what? I do. Um,
0: yeah. I was thinking about this today, and I, I want to tell you, listeners, I want to tell you, Aaron, because this is something that I think about a lot. You know, this is my yearly birthday tradition to myself. I want to tell you that, like. It's not midnight yet. It's not quite. We're close, though. <laughs> um, you have left a positive footprint on the world. You know, there. you know, the people in your life have specific memories that they can share with you. And, you know, you know, you have, you have created things, whether they be memories, art, you know, with, you know, meals, things that you have done, made, experienced, like left an imprint on people around you. And, like, goddammit, if that is not just the purest form of magic in this world that we live in. Like, well, like to know that like you have made an impact on someone's life by not intending to do it, or maybe by intending to do it. That to me is like magic. That to me is a is a purely magical experience. And more, not even just impacted to know that you have like positively, like you have you have elevated someone's life by virtue of being you and by virtue of doing the things you do. Like that is that is what it's all about for me. And so Absolutely. I want you all to like remember that that like. Look over your life and really think about it, and I promise you that you have done things to make things
1: better for other people. Truly. Like, we talk about it on the show with this whole concept of the ley line and, like, your true essence that you leave behind ripples out and affects other people. It's just based on real life mm-hmm. and how true that is, that every action that you take um, can leave a really positive and magical effect in someone's life. And always keep that in mind when you're going about your day. The yeah, small absolutely. things that you may be doing have huge... Uh, positive ramifications in people's lives. Hell yeah. Um, anything else that we talk about on the show? I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. So Until next time, good, good night and good game. game. Witness the tale of how the fallen crest saved the hidden city. There I was, in my father's skysailer. Before me, a mighty air elemental carrying the hidden city of Barometris on its back. It looked angry. It looked hungry. What? Do air elementals even eat? Do they even, like, have a mouth or anything like that? Um, yes. They, they do, for the record. Okay. They do. Let me get back. So, The air elemental stared at me in the eyes, our eyes connected, our hearts beat as one. They definitely don't have organs like that. They're like wind, aren't they? So there I was, the air elemental standing before- Floating! Standing before me. And my voice- Boomed like thunder and said, return the hidden city to me, for I wish to explore its wonders and find out who I am. That's so cute. I love that part. Okay, Dad, you're really gonna have to let me finish? The air elemental looked hungry. It looked so angry and said, I will return it when you challenge my riddles three. (laughs) You said it was super friendly. You said you had a really good talk. That was my favorite part. Tell them the part where you had a nice conversation and it lasted like two years. I think that's just the neatest thing. Well, everybody, that's my time. That's the story of how I found the hidden city. Please enjoy the farm fair.